Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota, Gulf Coast Business Supply, and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. We have a great show today. I have my friend Brandon Elliott from Elliott Homes who's going to talk uh, to us on the first half. We're going to talk about how things are going in the pandemic. We're going to talk about the home building sector in general and the challenges and opportunities ahead for that. And then I'm going to have a visit with Kennedy Miazza from Mark Miazza. What a wonderful shop that is in Gulfport and has such a great history. Talking about standing the test of time, they have really done well over the many, many years. I look forward to visiting with Kennedy. Before we get started, though, I want to bring Kyle into the conversation and share a quick little story. But first, just say, good morning, Kyle. How you doing this morning, buddy? I'm good. I'll be right there. Okay, so Kyle's having to get the, the, the camera view up. But let me tell you real quick. I was uh, I took my boat out of the water, uh, my big boat out of the water yesterday to get annual service done, bring it to Crown Marine in Biloxi. And... Um, so anyway, uh, you know, I, I got it out of the water, brought it over to the house, and started doing some stuff to get it ready to move over to Crown Marine this morning. And just as I was about to kind of finish up, I noticed this very large rat snake was kind of wound around the base of the motor, like it, partly in the motor and partly in the um, in the boat. There's a picture for the fa- Facebook audience that Kyle is showing now. This is a familiar snake for me, incidentally. Four times I've seen it uh, uh, over the past four or five years. We've taken it out of nets three times. I have sacrificed two nets uh, to keep from having to kill this rat snake. So it's a it's a it's a mean looking snake, but it's actually a really good snake. It's it's in the good category. But uh, but anyway, Kyle. So when you think about snakes, if you were would have faced that situation, what would you have done? Sold the boat. <laughs> well, yes. It's so you're not a snake guy, buddy, right? No, I probably, you know, I wouldn't have sold the boat. I'm not one of those. Um, I would have, yeah, I probably would have had to call somebody or got a broomstick. I, you know, I'm not really <laughs> sure. I, I, I like snakes. I'm not afraid of them, but I'm also very respectful of them and know that they move faster than me. Well, I, I posted some pictures at the Facebook, uh, Coast View Facebook page. You can go take a better, closer look at it. But show the other picture, Kyle. So when I got, I got up this morning, and uh, I thought maybe he had gotten out. Um, this is this is actually not the one, but that's okay. That's fine. At the bottom line is, uh, when I went out to bring the boat this morning to Crown Marine, I noticed his little head sticking out, and I said, "Uh oh, he's still in the motor." So I got to Crown Marine. And just like like 120 people have commented on my Facebook page about it, and they are they either are that's a good snake, you know they they do really good work, and about I would say about two percent of the people say that. The rest of the people are no, not no, but hell no, <laughs> they don't want anything to do with that snake. And I brought it to Crown Marine this morning, and man, I had a, a crowd of guys uh, that worked there around it. I guess they're discussing now who's going to take the cowling off of that motor to to take that snake out, but they're going to release it in the lot next door so it will be part of their pest control so it's, it'll be a nice ending for that snake no Kyle. yeah yeah i'm still good no not when he's <laughs> like that yeah. i don't do snakes either Kyle. every time you got close to it it would kind of lash out at you it was a it was a crazy couple of days but i laughed so hard look reading some of the comments people just don't like snakes and cammy you know what cammy said if we want to push views of this show talk about snakes 
toilet paper are sharks. <laughs> we, we will get a lot of views. <laughs> so anyway, it was a fun morning. So let me, uh, let me switch gears now and move over to my friend, Brandon Elliott. Brandon, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. We've been on the show before, and we're going to remind people you own uh, Elliott Homes. But before we get started, let me just let me say just a couple of things about home building to kind of set it up. Then we'll talk a little bit about your background, and I want to talk about challenges that are going forward. But we all know this, that oftentimes when we hear leading economic in indicators, economists often talk about the housing market because the housing market is really, really critical. And uh, there's a lot of demand for housing right now. But when home ownership happens, that means that a house has been built. That means home, home building has taken place. And uh, in our conversation, we'll talk more about this. But as a general rule, those who build homes tend to have a bit higher salaries. You're talking about carpentry and plumbing and project management, people who do electronics and painting and floor covering, equipment operators. Really, the list kind of goes on and on. The other part about why home building is important is because when you build a home, when someone buys a home, it becomes a catalyst for other purchases like furniture and pools and floor covering and housing goods and landscaping and mowers and lawn equipment. You know, it, it, it really, the list goes on and on. But as the vaccine kicks in and demand continues on, uh, we entered this sort of boom moment with some real challenges, both in terms of employment, getting the employees we need to run the business, and the other is simply the price of lumber. We're going to talk. We're going to talk in detail about the price of lumber uh, in our conversation today. But before we get too deep into it, Brandon, just how are things going in general for you? You know, uh, there, it's a really interesting lifestyle right now being in the home building industry. It's like kind of bittersweet. You know, sales are obviously very easy. That's national news around the country. Uh, but the supply chain is is a complete mess. So it's uh, it's really exciting. Um, those who are innovative and, and want to reinvent the industry a little bit to try to overcome the, you know, the new life or new world obstacles that, that COVID has brought among us uh, are going to come out of this really well. And you know, we are in a recession. Uh, it's not a sales recession, it's a supply chain recession. So overcoming that is exciting. And, and like every business, you know, ability to adapt to change is, uh, is a really big skill set. Well, you're a, you're, a, you're a former hockey player and uh, you had a terrific career, played with a number of different professional hockey teams during your career. But you came to coastal Mississippi and in 2009, at the age of 25, you built your first house, and you've you've from that moment in 2009 through today, you've gone from building a few houses to doing significant development. Kind of talk a little bit about that evolution, so people can have a better understanding of sort of the scale of what you're involved with th these days. So you know, like any business, um, you you first own a job and work and work and work and try to grow it and try and 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 focus on your skill set toward the industry. You know, for me, it was quality and, and structure and all that sort of thing. And about five to six years in, I realized when I was trying to grow my business uh, that I was going about it wrong. You know, I had to start focusing on people and become uh, a leader of people and not um, a professional home builder. So um, I sh shifted gears and started changing my own training and the books I read and, and that sort of thing and started focusing on being a business owner instead of a home builder and let my people uh, build the houses. And, you know, that allowed us to start growing the business and uh, deliver a lot more quality and a better experience and that sort of thing. So 
So how, how many developments are you involved in currently, and how many have you done total since you started the development business? Uh, so currently, we have 18 developments in the Mississippi coast. Uh, we do about 300 to 350 homes a year. And then um, total, I, I really don't know. I mean, maybe we've developed 15 or 20 communities, and uh, we've done maybe a couple thousand homes in the last 10 years here on the coast. Yeah, yeah. I remember the last time we talked, um, I may have even mentioned this, but this is a great book called Built to Last. And what it meant is that there are certain leaders that are really charismatic leaders and they run the business and they're charismatic in the way they run the business. But when they leave, they didn't leave, you know, enduring core values inside that company that could really, as, as, as they talk about it, I said this this morning and talking about, uh, Kennedy Miyazi, which we'll talk to in just a few minutes, but they can stand the test of time by, in, by injecting these core values and then in, in, in training everyone around that hiring based on this. And what, what happens ultimately, you end up keeping employees for a long period of time. The culture becomes very solidified and <clears throat> success kind of comes out of that. So that when the, the leader goes away, if the leader were to go away, because these enduring core values are sort of locked into the DNA of your company, you have an opportunity to be successful beyond the charismatic leader. That's kind of your goal, isn't it? Yeah, so um, my goal, our purpose as a company is to create a place where life gets better. And so my goal is to do that for our staff you know, and our team. And I do that by helping them find a level that they didn't know they could achieve. You know, by, uh, by, <laughs> sorry, I've got a leaf blower right outside my house here. That's okay. No problem. Um, by helping them achieve something they didn't know was possible. And so for them, you know, they're doing that for our clients, which is giving them a lifestyle, a home, a community that is something that is, you know, better today than was yesterday. And so, um, those core values, like you said, and that purpose and that culture is very important to that. And I always ask, our, my right hand, my COO, the day our company outgrows me, you tell me, because I will happily hire somebody that, uh, that can take over. See, and that's the goal, actually. That's the goal. And, uh, you know, I know you have so many entrepreneurial dreams that you want to accomplish beyond just building this company. And uh, it's exciting to, to, to watch people like you, because the more you learn, the more opportunity arises and the more the goals solidify and it's pretty cool to, to see you know kind of where you are you're you're an award-winning home builder uh, you've you've won just about every kind of award in the industry that you can award that you can be awarded um, when we come back i want to talk a little bit about um the saint jude home i think that's a terrific story and um and then we'll shift gears and talk a little bit about kind of what it's been like doing business in, in covid you know, while the demand is there, there are supply chain challenges that you pointed out that we discussed at the beginning. Well, I want to have a deeper conversation about that. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Brandon Elliott from Elliott Homes. Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I have Brandon Elliott with me. Um, 
His company, 2012 Home Builder of the Year for the state of Mississippi, 2014 Builder Magazine, Top 40, Under 40 in the nation, and many other awards. Um, you know, when you, when, you, when you build a culture of success, Brandon, you know, these are not your awards. These are really amazing awards by incredibly dedicated employees, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, it takes a little while to, to realize that um, as a, you know, a new business owner, but yeah, absolutely. I mean, th- those are earned and, uh, and really given to the, the employees and the team members that we have and have had in the past. So we so go through different, go ahead. No, that's okay. Finish. That's your point. Yeah. We go through different business life cycles, you know, as, as companies grow and the things we need today aren't necessarily the things we need tomorrow or needed in the past. And so even those that aren't with us today, you know, that were to help us get to where we're at and win some of those awards, super grateful for what they did and, and their contribution. So you have built five St. Jude dream homes and the first ever, first ever in the state that was actually 100% fully donated to St. Jude. That has really been a passion of yours, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, so it's actually seven. Seven. And, uh, wow. Yeah, and we've raised uh, just over four and a half million dollars toward the fight against childhood cancer, which is, which is great. And you know, every year uh, we used to get asked to do all these little donations, five hundred, a thousand, fifteen hundred, and our, our way of uh, accepting some of them and turning down others was basically how well we knew the person that was requesting it. And so we kind of felt like, as a culture, you know, that was getting a little bit political on why we would accept some. So we decided. We're going to do one major contribution a year, and my team would vote on what that would be. And so uh, that's been either Len Meadows or St. Jude for the past seven years. Wow. So, yeah, you, you built the, uh, the Welcome Center at, at right. Len Meadows. And Farrell Allman's wife, Rose, uh, was one of the uh, co-founders with, with uh, Carolyn Meadows. And in fact, I'm going to have both of them on the show, hopefully really soon, to tell the whole story of how... Discovery Center came about, but what a special place that is, isn't it? Oh, it's amazing. My daughters love it, and uh, childhood development is such an important thing for the future of our coast, and it follows uh, very close to to our company purpose, which is creating a place where life gets better. And so the future of who we are is going to be determined by how well we develop our, our kids today. I can't agree more, man. I, I mean, as you hear in the beginning of the show, every day I say... That we celebrate the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi a better place to live, work, and play. I don't just say that. I mean it as deep in my soul as I can possibly mean it. It takes so many people working together, whether it's people like Rose Allman and Carolyn Meadows or, or Brandon Elliott and, and his wife and, and your employees and you know Kennedy Miazza, who we'll have on second. People who are dedicated to giving back to the community. That's what makes a community tick. That's why I always talk about a thousand points of light. Because it takes a thousand points of light to make a community like ours really go. And when you think about the challenges we faced over the many years, man, I mean, so many people step up every single day to make a tremendous difference. Hey, you're a, you're a past president of the Mississippi Home Builders Association. And of course, again, you've, uh, you're in the process of, of, of being involved in, in building significant developments on the coast. But we have some real challenges coming out of the pandemic. Now, now the good news is the pandemic you know, pulled back in a way and caused us to have a lot of pent-up demand that's being unleashed now by what I call the largest stimulus tool ever in the history of the world called the vaccine. 
And now we have this vaccine that's kicking in. But as a result of a lot of downtime and plants, uh, lumber plants like up in Canada and fires in the Northeast and wh whatever, there are some big challenges right now as home building kind of picks back up again. Let's start with the lumber prices because that's probably the, the, the most talked about portion of your business these days. What's your view on the situation? So it's interesting. The problems that we face in home building actually started in the financial crisis in 2008 uh, with the exodus of a, a huge percentage of the trade base, lowering the supply chain. So if you think supply and demand drives prices, in 2012, the uh, supply and demand was exactly zero. And it takes 1.5 million homes a year nationally to to sustain the demand for housing exactly to zero. And so since then, we've only delivered as a nation 1.3 million homes. So since 2012, we've actually been creating a deficit, which obviously creates you know, price increases and inflation and all that. And the reason being is because of a shortage of traits. We have an inability as a nation to deliver the amount of houses that we needed in order to, uh, to meet that, that demand. So Today, um, we have kind of a, uh, the, the, the snowball effect, you know, where COVID, the COVID bump and, and the supply chain disruptions and, and um, uh, bark eating beetles in Canada and forest fires in California and extreme demand from the millennial generation all of a sudden coming out and 10 years of undersupply and boom, it all hits at once. So according to the supply and demand laws, we're going to have price increases and we're going to have trade shortages and all that sort of thing. And that's what we're facing today. You said that really well. That was a, that was a w great way to say it because it is a, the confluence of several different things happening all simultaneously. And uh, so if you just think, you know, I, I do th tend to think that people tend to think of this as just a supply and demand issue. And clearly that's part of it for sure. But if you look at structural changes, as you pointed out, that, that go back long before the pandemic hit and uh, the, the snowballing, snowballing of those structural changes. And then when you then you you put you put demand sort of at bay for what, uh, over a year and then suddenly you unleash that. But you haven't ramped up all of the the elements that it takes to to, to you know be successful in the business. And uh, and what we're going to say, how long do you think? The, you know, now that we've sort of begun to unlock that demand, my son's a real estate lawyer here in Gulfport, for a matter of fact, on the coast. And he says that you know, the number of files they currently have in their possession is so much greater than what they had the same time last year, maybe, maybe even the year before. It's unbelievable the amount of activity. But how long would this demand be here? Will, it, will there be a spurt of activity and then things settle down again? Or what you, with the millennials coming out, as you pointed out just a second ago, we're actually in a sweet spot right now, aren't we? Yeah, so today we're 1.8 million homes short as a nation. Uh, we're delivering 1.7 million a year, so we're only making up 200,000 ho uh, homes a year. So if you look at those as a factor, and generally supply and demand is a really good factor for like bubble territory and business. Um, if you look at that, it's not going to end anytime soon. The millennial generation is the largest generation we've ever seen. And they're they're late getting into the home buying market. They're late getting into you know settling down and getting married and having kids. And that's all economic drivers. And so I think that um, in itself is going to really move the economy forward. I think 
it's going to level off for sure. You know, um, COVID and low interest rates have had a big, played a big role in people buying homes and trying to get settled. Um, but as those raise and as COVID kind of settles, and like you said, people get the vaccine, I think it will level off, but I really don't think we're going to see any sort of real estate crash anytime soon, just because we're, we're too undersupplied in housing today for that to happen. You know, you think about kind of where we are right now. Um, I don't think that anyone could have ever imagined that there would be so much demand for lumber across the United States. Usually it's kind of a regional thing. You have a, you have things are heating up in Florida, maybe along the Gulf coast, but other areas are getting soft. We're talking about massive demand on a scale. I mean, one of the, one of the interesting things was that in the beginning of the pandemic, some people opted not to buy houses instead went into renovations. So there was a lot of demand for lumber that was kind of unexpected. And they weren't, they weren't, you know, the, the manufacturers of lumber weren't meeting that demand, but this is a very unusual place we find ourselves in right now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. So just to give everybody an idea, uh, pre-COVID, lumber prices were about $300 per thousand board foot. Um, yesterday, they closed at $1,680 per board foot, $1,680. So, you know, they're, what is that, like six times yes. the price. Yeah. So a $15,000 lumber package in an average home, you know, is now $75,000. And it's it's very hard for, for home builders because we're a manufacturing industry, really. But to sustain that and raise prices fast enough, and then also, you know, it's driving up the cost of, of housing and real estate as well. Yeah, you, what you're seeing is that uh, appraised values are coming in slightly higher now uh, because they're having, you know, they're having to deal with that. It's interesting, even in the category, and even in the boating industry, we're seeing an impact. Uh, I have a boat that I bought in 2012, and I checked yesterday. I could sell it today for what I paid for it in 2012. I mean, think about that for a minute. A boat that's nearly nine years old. It's it's unbelievable. Well, you know, the, the, the experts say that we're going to settle down by the fall, but it's probably going to go into next year because we're in a place we've never been in before. And I would just say strap on your seatbelts and uh, pay close attention. And I wish we had another hour to talk about this, Brandon, but a closing thought before we get off? Yeah, I think, you know, in home building in any business, uh, the, the, the word today is reinvention. I think we, we're seeing a completely new dynamic in every business, new metrics, new drivers. And uh, for us, you know, we started a tech company to uh, to take on some of our home building processes. And I think for all businesses, that's a super important thing to look at where the world is going. Well, next time we talk, I want to talk about your tech company because uh, I know you've been working on that for a while. But this has been uh, Brandon Elliott from Elliott Homes, good friend of Kofi, a good friend of mine. And we'll, we'll look forward to chatting with you again in the near future, buddy. Thanks, Ricky. Appreciate it. You bet. Thank you very much. When we come back, I have Kennedy Miazza from Martin Miazza's. Look forward to talking to her after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.